Why is it whenever I make things easier for me, I end up messing them up? You know how long it took me to redo this board to where I can separate her from the music? And then I go at the end of the show last week and I push the wrong button. Do you have it labeled? Yeah. Like, that's going to help me. I can't read. should. (laughs) Anyways. We didn't mention last week, but we have the same guest with us. I'm excited about today. Are you excited? Excited. Let's get it done, and then we'll go have lunch. All right. All right. Hello, and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single, or married, this podcast is for you. Lighthearted, family-friendly, and full of laughs, it is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill and get another slice of cake, but just get ready, because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. And Jerry and Liz. It's good to have you guys back with us. Hey, we're glad we come back. Thank you for sticking with us through it. Now, Jerry, you had a question off the air, and I want to get right to it and answer the question. So go ahead and ask it, because other people might have been thinking well, about I, the same I don't question. Know it's a question. It just wasn't what I was expecting. It says, "Welcome to your Table Nineteen, your Pizzas Ready Studios." Mm-hmm. But then later on, it talks about whether you need another piece of cake. Okay. And I was wondering if this was a dessert offered by the pizza shop, right, or pizza offered by the dessert shop, right? So what it is is Table Nineteen, your Pizzas Ready Studio. Okay. Table 19, your pizza's ready, is a phrase from a movie that I watched years ago. Very funny movie. And so it's just a little phrase in there from a guy trying to be funny. And so I named that our studio, Table 19, your pizza's ready studio. That's the name of the studio. Then the cake thing is for whether or not you're exercising or eating either keep exercising or have another piece of cake whatever you're doing enjoy the podcast that's that's what those are for and uh thank you for that i was yeah wondering. yeah i thought you would uh, sleep better tonight knowing the answer to that so thank you for that question such a good question and i know others are probably wondering the same thing so today is going to be awesome we have some things planned with jerry and liz last week i meant to mention of course another failure if you don't have an outline you don't remember these things we have an outline but i know you have an outline we have an outline all right let me look but in the outline does it say part one part two i just put that in there you just because i didn't know it was going to be a two-parter i know but did you put it in there before the show ended last or do you put it in between shows did you write it out between? Why? The, the reason I'm asking is because I should have said at the end of last week's show that we're going to have Jerry and Liz back for a game show. And I didn't say it because I think if I would have said it, we would have blown up the Internet and people would have been running to our podcast to listen to this. And, and I we didn't, might have been running away. And you might have. Been, and, and because I didn't say it now, the listeners are, are just going to be so few. Gonna listen are no, gonna it listen. would have been hundreds I, and thousands can't, of like, people. Attract them and pull them would in. Would have been listening if we would have announced it, but because of the lack of my announcing it, now there's only going to be a few people listening to our podcast, and it's all my fault. I take the blame. Well, you ended it with this is part one, so mm-hmm. it left people like, I wonder what part two is going to be. So I think it's intriguing enough saying nothing. Thank you. That for, is the entry. Thank you for making me feel better. You're welcome. Are you excited about lunch? I don't know. What are we having? I don't know. I thought I'm not about excited then. There's a couple of restaurants that serve some pretty good food. We'll 
we don't need to talk about it right now. Okay. But it's going to be good. Better than last night's dinner. Did I tell you all how bad it was two weeks ago? <laughs> Not last night's dinner. Two weeks ago dinner. Way, way How back. stinking bad it was. You know who makes good food? Wouldn't that have been one week and a day ago? No, because this week, <laughs> this this podcast is going to come out in two weeks. Oh, in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. It's all so confused two weeks in right travel, now. We're traveling in time. I it's all confused. Days. Yeah, we're jumping back and forth Don't in Try time. to figure it out. No. Uh, it's great to have him with us. So far, Liz, let me ask you a question. I like to bring the ladies in because the men are too easy to talk to. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Never. Have you ever been on the radio before? No, but I've been on TV. Been on TV. Um, first, tell us that story. No, that's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Was it like cha- Storm Chasers or something? There was two times. I was on a child show. Oh. Bozo the Glove. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. What year? Do we have to go there? Yeah. Was it when you were a Because I want to know when Bozo was on. 1965. So was were you on stage with Bozo the Clown and like... They're a group of children always really? on stage. Really? Can this be found online? No, I don't think so. <laughs> don't go looking. I'm going to. She got rid of it. I think you, I'm going to go looking. Yeah. You, you, know the, know. you know the year? What year was? Uh, you I said? think 1965. 1965. So probably 52 episodes yeah. that year. Well, but if maybe there's an archive out there that has the 52 episodes, you can go find yourself. That'd be cool. No, that's okay. That'd be neat to have. That's okay. What's the second time? Second time I was working for a the Red Cross. We were raising money on a public network station. Oh, okay. The and Red Cross Blood Bank. Were you a, a phone call lady in the background? Yes, they had the medical technologist minding the phones. Oh, okay. And so you were back there in the back, back pretending like phone calls were coming in. Did they make you do that a few times? Like no, if you weren't no, in the phone they call, were coming in. were they? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's very similar. I was on a kid's show that was local, just where I grew up called Uncle Gus. Yeah. On there a couple of times. And then uh, I worked at the Jerry Lewis telethon answering phones. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Interesting. Yeah. And you were on the background too? like. Well, if they showed the phone bank. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't on stage with, stage with Jerry Lewis, but uh, interesting. <laughs> and they're like, "How are we going to get these two together? This experience it's got of nothing to do phone with call banks. Yeah. They have so much in common, you two. So, you've done radio before? Not. I've been interviewed on radio, but I haven't really done. Well, you've been much on radio. Yeah, but you've been on. I mean, you're basically being interviewed today. Well, okay. So thank this you for podcast. Thank you for being our guest. It's great to have guests. We enjoy it. That's probably my favorite thing about having a podcast is have, being able to have guests on. And we just need to like, do it more often. Yes, absolutely. So as being part of our guest, you have um, today in history. But the funny thing is the day we were recording it, um, you were looking up that day. And then we had to go look up the day two weeks and so a we day. Think we right day. So we think we have the right day. So we think we have the right day. Hopefully we have the right day. <laughs> So uh, I'll give you some music and Jerry, be our guest today in history narrator. All right. Yeah, after many, many hours of investigation. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) All right. Many hours of investigation, seeking into the deep archives of the uh, Charpetta Library. (laughs) I have come up on something that happened on this date July 26th, 1971. The Apollo program launch of Apollo 15 on the first Apollo J mission 
and it was the first use of a lunar roving vehicle. What? Oh, you go. How crazy That's is what that? Happened in this. Share that with your friends today. Yeah, Guess that was what before you today. were born. It was what year was it? 1971. 71. Yeah. 12 years. 41 years ago. So they never, they never even saw the first man and walk on moon when it oh, happened. Oh, no. We, we missed no. so much of history. You sure We did. found out that we are old for several reasons. Tell me this about it. Back when I was a teacher many years ago. I was old because I remember uh, John Kennedy being assassinated. Wow. Then I found out I was old because I remember seeing Robert Kennedy assassinated and Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated. Amazing. And then uh, when man landed on the moon, I was old because I saw that. Mm-hmm. And then before I finished being a teacher, I was old because I remember Ronald Reagan being president. That's, so I don't even want to know. That's a lot of history. Yeah. A couple of years ago, um, we lost a friend who was 103 years old. He was an evangelist preacher. Wow. Can you imagine what he must have experienced in his life? I remember when I was younger, we had ministry at an old folks' home, and there was an elderly lady. I don't know how old she was, but she remembered Abraham Lincoln. No. Seriously. (laughs) That's amazing. I I don't know that she met him, but he was alive when she was little. That is... Should I put my hand on my heart or salute? No, that was the wrong... Man, I'm just... Okay. Here's the one I was trying to play. Okay, picture it, guys. Picture everything he said about the woman remembering Abraham Lincoln. Picture that. Remember that? Amazing. There you go. Okay. I feel much better. That's what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Saves me from having to say it. This is really the other one was better. It's very low. I can barely hear it. Yeah. Well, part of that is probably your your headphones. Is no, that I any better? I couldn't hear it either. Yeah. Oh, that was See, really I, loud. I cannot get my sound ready. Right? Why don't you just say amazing? It'll be the same thing. Amazing. There we go. There you go. It's, it's a, well, it's I'm trusting. I'm trusting that when it comes out in post, it's gonna be right. In the we'll figure. We'll figure it out. You guys don't need to hear that, anyways. Uh, so thank you for that today in history. Two weeks and a day from now, today in history. <laughs> Fact. Actually, it's since it's being broadcast on this date, it's today in history. <laughs> Forty-one years ago. But when people are today. listening, it'll be today in history. There you go. So it'll be all right. So then. To further this foolishness that we got going on, we wanted to do some more game show stuff because We're people try. People really like that. Try. And so I got to get, I have to get my fun buttons ready. That's what I'm going to call this over here, fun buttons. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to be and, uh, So we'll have a little bit of this. No, we need oh, that. That's nice to the kids. We'll have a little bit of this. Oh, yeah, and we'll have a little bit of this. That's okay. all we need, right? Okay. All right. So, um, should we, you know what we should do before this? We really have no rules to this game. We don't have any rules, but here's the thing that we used to do with married couples that I really enjoy doing. Oh no. Oh, don't bring that back. Come on. Don't bring it would that be back. so great. Let's just see how out, let's see how outgoing they are with their personalities. Do you have the questions? Let's see. Well, there's no rules. No, so. no. And, and uh, you guys can refuse to answer if you want, but I think it'd be good for young married couples to hear your answers. Think about all the blessings you're going to be to people. So here's what I want to ask you each. Name something, the, what you love most about your spouse. What do you love most about them? I can answer that. All right, give me that. Everything. Oh, stop. That's the most disgusting answer I've ever heard. That is 
terrible that you haven't given any forethought to your wife. <laughs> well, you just asked say, him. Well, come on, seriously. What's the, the most? What is the most? All right, if I have to break it favorite down, thing that she serves the Lord with her whole heart. Okay, well that's legit. That's legit. Something. Okay, the other answer wasn't legit. Well, I get you. Okay. It really wasn't because too broad. Yeah, yeah, too broad. Um, now, I love your answer, and I'm not knocking it. But is there anything non-spiritual that you could say that you love about your wife? Well, everything to me is the right answer. But uh, everything to her is going to be the right answer too. She uh, stays with me, puts up with me, takes care of me in the worst of times, and uh, okay, never complains. All right, so she has patience. Long Would suffering. Would that be patience, long, long suffering. suffering? Her spirit, that's good. Um, so that's, again, very, very legit. That's a great favorite. Liz, do you have a favorite thing about you having something like as, as pinpoint as possible? I'll give you the pinpoint, but I was going to say everything as well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but These I'll people. give you a pinpoint. I think one thing that is very unique for my for a husband, one thing I love about Jerry, he considers my opinion. And he listens. Mm, interesting. But there's many other things. But we'll Tristy, you think I should try that one day? I could give it a shot. <laughs> Why don't we do that right now? <laughs> sure, Ever go ahead. say something and you listen. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe not right now. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be anything personal. Just want to see if he would listen to you. I listen to oh, her I, I all started, the time. I, I started a problem. I listen to her all the time. I'm we just may joking. never be invited back on another podcast, and I would understand why. <laughs> no, um, that is that is very sweet uh, that he would do that. Um, now, here's the fun part. <laughs> there are many other things, but we won't go. Of course, them. of course. I mean, and I'm not going to say. Here's what a lot of people say. Well, we wouldn't be together if we couldn't find good things. You better be, right? A lot of people say stuff like that. Well, we wouldn't have lasted this long if we couldn't find things we like about one another. Yeah, no, I say tough noogies. You better be together whether you like something about the person or not. That's what I tell Trista every day. Once together, always You're together. here forever. You can't leave. That's right. I tell her you're, you're a prisoner to Are my love. Are you saying that she's looking for a loophole? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't think Let's so. Not. We may have to talk. The beach. Somebody said the other <laughs> day. Step out for a minute. Yeah, there I forget go. where I read this, but somebody said, and I don't know that this is good advice. I don't remember where I read this. And I'm not saying that I agree with this device. I guess I'll give it and then tell you all tell me what you think. Here's what their advice was. Never stop affirming to your spouse that you're not going to leave them or be unfaithful to them. So you affirmed it at, at your wedding and that you would stay true. And they say you should you should say that weekly. Affirm you- that I'll always stay true. Do you think that's something that we should do verbally? I'll, I'll tell you what we do. Okay. Number one, we determined even before we got married that the word divorce is not part of our Agreed. our vocabulary. Agreed. And then And what, my parents were the same way. Okay. I never heard that word in our house. Ever. Then, then I'll tell you what not to say. Okay. Say the day we got married, I told her I loved her. Mm-hmm. And that if anything changed, I'd let her know. <laughs> then I learned that's not how it works. That is an old but joke. The good you thing didn't is say that. He learned it. Okay, but I said it so many years ago. It may have started with me. You may. Know. It may have. It may not. <laughs> but he learned to change. That's right. So he is a lovey-dovey person. So Absolutely. here's my question: What do y'all think of that advice? I'm not a fan. I'm not, I'm not a fan. 
Uh, like, which advice? About no, affirming? like, because I think the joke that you said, if something ever changes, I'll let you know. That's a joke. We, we know it's a comical thing, but it's true. Like when you made that commitment, that commitment's good forever. And, and it should be instilled in our marital minds that no matter how much you fight or don't get along or have problems, that the only thing that's not going to pass through your mind is leaving, right? I think that my wife would appreciate me more saying that I love her oh, yeah. than saying that I won't ever leave you. Agreed. Because that I don't think she needs. That's the only affirmation they need. About. And then think. that takes it to a whole other level of how do you say you love your wife? Because words sometimes aren't good enough. Well, that's what I was going to say. Words and saying, you know, I'm affirming I'm never going to leave you. It that doesn't count. It's mm-hmm. how you treat the how you act with your spouse mm-hmm. day to day in the what we call the mundane, trivial, or the word of the day from last week, which I can't remember. We don't. I have operos. it. Operos. Operos. In the operos activities of daily life. Ding ding there's, ding ding. The first use. Right we got there. it. There you go. All right. But, you got a ding. But honestly wow. and truly, actions do speak louder than words. Yeah. Well, you've probably read the book or have heard of this, something that we've applied to our marriage, even if it's not like a commitment that we've really got on, but something we've let into our minds and dwelt on and thought about as we are loving one another. And it really has a lot of truth to it. But the five love languages, you've probably heard about that or read the book. Yeah, I haven't read it. And uh, it's good for all ages, it's all, the same all years. thing with the, I'm going to forget what it was, the seven different, I, I think some people use it as an excuse. Use what as an excuse? Um, um, what was that called? Like the personalities? Yeah, the personalities. Okay. So, well, I'm, it's because I'm a sanguine, so I do things this way. No, but the, so, the, the premise of the book is not to use it as an ex- excuse, right. but rather to recognize how your spouse needs to be loved. Okay? Because I can tell Trista all day long that I love her, but that's not what, that's not what makes her feel loved so there's things that we do to people right that we think makes them feel loved or appreciated but what how do they feel about that and so her love language is service and i think spending time if i'm right so what means the most to her is if i make the bed that that's what means the most to her more than saying i love you right um probably some other things that we could throw in there too spending time making sure to find time to spend time just with her that means more to her than saying i love you or more which is a good thing more means more to her than buying her a gift now me is your love language gifts is my love language so she can tell me she loves me and i really do like that from her words of affirmation is is telling somebody you love them, which I, I'm a words of affirmation person too. But if she buys me a gift, no matter if it's, I tell this all the time, but literally you bring me home a chocolate candy bar and that's, it doesn't matter. It can be something you find in the road that says, when I saw this, I was thinking of you. That's a gift. It doesn't have to about roadkill. Anything, okay. anything. If you saw something okay. and that means more than saying I love you or any of that. So that's what the, the five love languages based on. What's interesting about the five love languages, I know what Tristan needs, but what we naturally do in our marriage, everybody does, is we show people love in the manner that we want to be loved. So I buy her things. 
I tell her all the time how awesome she is, how great she looks. Do do I not tell you all the time how great you look and all of the, yes. and then I buy her things all the time. Okay? But that's not what she needs, that's what I need, but that's how I know love, so that's how I show her love. So going back to what you're saying, they're not excuses, but rather us recognizing how we need to sacrifice in order to show love to somebody because it's a sacrifice for me to not love her that way because it's not for me it's for her yeah we didn't read that book but there's been a couple of the books that we've read that have led us into some of the same kind of having our eyes open Mm -hmm. right one is the book maybe you've heard of it called love and respect we don't agree with that book okay well then we won't talk about that book. (laughs) no i'm just kidding Uh, no because a woman's basic need other, other than those love languages, right. is love. Mm-hmm. And a man's basic need is to re, be respected. Mm-hmm. So we learned from that one. And then the other book, which you probably have never heard of, is Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. I have not read that book. <laughs> and it's actually a serious book. And I don't know if I want to get into the... But the waffles have different holes. And hey, it's your podcast. Go as far as you want. And then Women Are Like Spaghetti. Everything they do gets intertwined. Interesting. That's why they jump from one conversation to another. And half the time I'm thinking we're on one conversation. <laughs> and my wife is two conversations ahead. Mm-hmm. Because everything mixes together. You can't take any relationships apart or activities going on. It all blends together like a plate of pasta. For you men, it's called multitasking. Right. Yeah. For us, it's like a we have holes like a waffle. Okay. And our favorite hole is the think of nothing hole. <laughs> Because my wife will say, what do you think? No, no, I'm in the nothing hole. I'm not thinking of anything. Gotcha. Or I'm in the football hole. No, I don't want to talk about relationships right now. So it begs the question, so many questions for men, and don't answer because we don't, I don't think we know the answer, but what is the butter in our lives? and What is the syrup in our lives? And for the women, what is the sauce <laughs> in their lives? And what are the meatballs? <laughs> well, you have a whole married life to figure that out. The men are the meatballs. We'll pray that you figure it out when you get to 34 okay. years of marriage. All right, yeah. Sounds like an interesting book. Uh, for those of you that want book recommendations, which you guys like to read, and, and we've talked about books on the show. So that was Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. Uh, do you know the author? I do not remember. That's all right. What's well, easy enough to find? Go look that up. Google remember it. The Love and Respect, I think it's by... Egglestone or something something like that begins with love and respect i feel like is an old book i think it's been around it has yeah i i vaguely remember somebody okay but i'm sure a lot of of them are older mm -hmm. i vaguely remember somebody getting me love and respect as a gift um early either before marriage or right at marriage maybe even a wedding gift or something like that and um it is currently not being read you conveniently lost it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you read whatever you want into it. The fact is, I just didn't read it. It's obviously it wasn't a page turner, but uh, maybe one day. I'm not. not I'm not. I'm not knocking the book. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like at the time it was. I'm not saying it's not a good book. You probably weren't because as much they were of a reader like back then. Yeah, either. yeah. Well, for I, very I, before I you were married the basic. and gone through things, it might not click either. Oh, you didn't need help when you first got married. It, it wouldn't have clicked, yeah. and you wouldn't have seen. You didn't think you needed things. help. Yeah, the more the, I think, the longer you're married, <laughs> right. the more you realize. We need help. We need, yeah. If if you really want to work, and I think I got to get back to your all's questions because I have more questions. Oh, but okay. um, I, I think we would all agree, and I think we've said this with other couples that um, marriage is work. If you don't work on your marriage, it doesn't work. 
And it's not 50-50. It's, it's not 50 That's right. I agree. I say that all the time. It's not. 50-50 is junk. That's a junk policy, isn't it? It's 100 regard, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, back to you all. The question, the next question, my, my favorite question. I want you to give us something that, uh, what you, and maybe the most thing, or maybe not the most, but give me the thing that you dislike about your spouse, because there's always something. What is this, the thing that you might even say you dislike the most about your spouse? And I'll help you if you don't have something. <laughs> <laughs> You're helpful in that way, Just, Andy. We appreciate that. Um, I don't know. Um, here's what I found with the with older couples. Honestly, right, you give me the answer. No, here's what I found is you. It's hard to think of them because you have for so long forgiven them as personality traits and looked past them. You know, they don't bother you as much as when you first got married. You've you've understood them and you've grown with them. And now they start some things that used to bother Trista probably don't bother her anymore because she has adapted her life to them in me and vice versa. I'll give you an example. Okay. Well, just came to we'll me. Throw this under you. Yes. He, well, early in our marriage, I discovered he was not, I, the word that's coming to me is not the right one. Then so don't I'll find a it. different one. Find one. He he didn't do housework. Like he wasn't going to wash the dishes. He wasn't going to sweep the floors. He wasn't going to fold the laundry. And at the beginning of our marriage, discovering that it was a little like, what is going on? You know, there could be some conflict. This, I do not like this about you. And then through the years, I've truly accepted that. And it, it doesn't bother me at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But that would have been an early on very much dislike. Yeah. And I think all of us have one other thing. We have no one else to compare it with. <laughs> True. <laughs> you don't know what goes on in someone else's Yeah. Yeah. Unless True. you see it outwardly, you know. There, yes. Well, and my dad did housework. Yeah. And so I think going into my marriage, mm-hmm. I thought that was normal. And it just wasn't for mm-hmm. our relationship. I think one of the most dangerous things we can do in any in any of our marriages, and for those of you listening beware is comparing your marriage to someone else's marriage what he does or what she does expectations expectations ruin relationships Um, never compare Mm -hmm. so we we have things that we don't like about one another and i think that's good in a sense that we we choose to love in spite of them. Don't share them on the air. And we have we have already. We have Just already. that one I'll share. No, we've we've shared others in the past. Go back and listen to our older shows if you haven't. I Go find it. I can't imagine anything but Trist would do that would make you upset. Nothing. Oh yeah, surely. there's there's stuff. There's stuff. <laughs> um but uh yeah, uh is there anything I mean, and it's natural for things not to come to mind. Really it is because it's it's not like you're trying to not be hurtful. There's you, you can't think of things sometimes. I can think of something, but it didn't it's not that I hated it. Yeah. I was intimidated by it. And mm-hmm. it was it goes back to both of us were missionaries, single missionaries. We got married and we had to travel from church to church. And, and we had this display we set up about Puerto Rico. And and before we got married, um, while we were engaged, there was a couple of meetings Jerry had in the local area of where I lived. So he would I he asked me to go with him, which I thought was really kind of cool. And he introduced me as his future wife, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, he'd be setting up the display. And I said, can I help? And I noticed that he was extremely 
extremely picky mm. about how his display was set up. Meticulous. Okay. And it had to be just so everything laid out just perfectly. And I never said anything to him back in that back in that time. But I get Soon very after. but I get, <laughs> didn't take long. I get very long. I was very nervous. Yeah. Later on down the road he explained to me me that the reason he had to do that it was very unusual to have single male missionaries so he had to do everything he could to put out his best foot forward and then he you know later on after we were married everything balanced out yeah. but that's the only thing i can honestly think of that really threw me for a loop i she just was like gracious and merciful so all right that was very uncomfortable for me in the beginning now I was is he for as, is he forgetful and does that bother you is he um late and does that bother you is he is he does he want to be early all the time and does that bother you things like that you know are there little things about personalities that you say you know what this kind of get this is the thing that gets under my skin this one thing that he does this one thing that she does this is one thing maybe when i'm trying to speak and and i they interrupt me i do that with trista i interrupt her a lot and that bothers her that's one of the things that she would say would bother her, but not the. I would, I would agree on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If you asked me, right. So, what are you agreeing with exactly? That, that you, you interrupt. interrupt. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I interrupt and her all the time. Cut her off. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Which um, wouldn't be a big deal, but I feel like I, I already don't. don't I talk. don't speak as much. I so just then did it I'm again. like, if I've got something to say, just let me get it out. Yeah, <laughs> I do. She seems to be doing a little bit more speaking now, which most of us appreciate. She's doing so much better. It used to be a monologue. And she is very (laughs) gracious to you in that regard, too. Of course. I have a fear. The problem is I have a fear of silence. Yeah. You can cut silence out. And I'm good with silence. You can cut silence out when you edit. You can let this go as long as we need to. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I guess we turn the tables a little. Now he's going to be silent. Now he's going to be silent. I mean, neither one of us is He's perfect. He's proving a point. How awkward is this, right? <laughs> how, I can't do it. He's proving a point. It's awkward to you. <laughs> Silence gives you a moment to meditate and ponder. You're making it you awkward say. on purpose. <sighs> There's a difference. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So, Trista. See, this is what would happen if I didn't talk. Like, what's the path? You guys are laughing. But see, at the the same token, sorry, Mm -hmm. I just interrupted you. I'm very good with him leading the conversation. I don't want to lead in any way, shape, or form. Like, And he knows that. And and, and us as your audience, we hear that. Yeah. We hear that. We we know that you're being very careful about that. So, how awkward is it, though? For me to be silent. I mean, I know you all don't think it's awkward, but it's awkward. I've never heard you silent. I know. Because I don't like, I don't, I'm, I think quietness is awkward. I said this before, and I think it's fascinating. Mr. Rogers, who you know very well. Not personally, but yeah. Yeah. He had this philosophy in in his life where, for some reason, we we have this notion that we need to answer questions right away. Or talk right away. And he had this uh, personality. I'm going to call it a tick. Or maybe it's just a personality trait. Where he would not answer a question right away. Or not respond to someone right away. He would actually. He would he would hold his response. Not on purpose necessarily. To be awkward. But people have said that it was awkward. Because 
they would ask his opinion of something or you'll talk with him and he would be very silent. He might even take a sip of coffee, take a drink, you know, and just wait and then respond and try that one day. It's it drives me crazy. Like I, I because, wish I could do that. Well, and because I I tend to be more that way, not like on purpose. Trista, you drink a coffee, and then the no, next day you answer the you question. You get frustrated oh, with on. me sometimes because I have to process things in my mind a lot longer than you, just like blah. You get have it out there in and our that lives. You. Yes, in our lives, and you might disagree with this. You have answered a question in your head. And you thought you answered it out loud because I ask you, like, again, like, what do you think of X? And you said, I just told you. And I'm like, no, you haven't. You sometimes, said it in your head. Sometimes I have to play out the whole scenario in my mind. But it stays before there. Before I can start with my answer. But don't you think it doesn't come that's out. what made Mr. Rogers lovable? Oh, yeah. He didn't speak before thinking. And that's mm-hmm. what makes Trista more lovable than you, buddy. It because she digs it through. Different makes her different for sure. I'm just trying to make sure I never get involved involved but, in other podcasts. But uh, you know, sometimes we, and mm-hmm. especially as men, maybe because preachers, mm-hmm. we tend to come up with that answer quickly. True. You feel like you need uh, to. Well, I, I, I. Let me go back to what I was saying about him. I love it. I think it's a fascinating thing about him that I would have loved to have a conversation with him because I probably would have been very antsy, right? And he would have never got to speak. And I would have thought, man, he's a quiet man. No, he was just, that's, you know, he, but but back to you, honey. You sometimes don't answer. You answer in your head, but it doesn't come out. And then that's what aggravates me is I'm like, no, you didn't say anything. I need you to say something. I just, it's a weird thing. I I know, but how do you explain it? There's a lot that goes on up there. More than what comes out. I don't know. Now, here's what you do, Andy. Yeah, this is what I've learned. You ask questions that only need to be answered with yes or no. You don't necessarily always get a quick answer. <laughs> she can't do it. No, she can't do yes and no's. Yeah. That's how bad it is. I'm not good because at my decision wife will give making. Me Nor am I. My wife will give me an answer. Right. And it'll go on and on. <laughs> now, does that bother then, you? Well, at the end of the time, I say, so the answer was yes, though. <laughs> Okay, back to you I needed all. one word. So back to you. What's one thing that bothers you about your spouse or, or something that you would say is a negative that you, you know, I dislike this most? Her long answers. Not always. But <laughs> not always, but it's something that kind of gets under your skin Please. a little bit. I don't know if that's the way I would care. See, it. you're still trying to be that perfect marriage. And I think it's wonderful. You are like basically perfect in but marriage. You're trying to I am trying to bring some, I'm, I'm trying to bring a little bit of contention. <laughs> Into the marriage. Is this round two? Round three? What is this? I heard the bell. It, how long has the podcast been going on? Let's check. Let's check our time. Oh, We're still going to do this. Oh, it's. But I think people are bored now. Let's. What is our time at? Look, everybody, we're going to have to go a third week. This is the this is going to be the first podcast ever where I have to go a third week because this has just been too good. But we we can't get the game in this week. So we're going to make thing you didn't announce it the week before. I know. That's why you didn't. I know. So next week, <laughs> next week on explicitly us, Liz, you're going to yeah, be back. Nice. We're going to do a game show. It's going to be a quicker podcast minute, next week. Jerry too. Right? Jerry's oh, coming back too. Of course. Of course. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. You guys come back. We're going to get this podcast finally finished. Thank you for joining us on the explicitly us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.